The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Tonight, we journey beyond the familiar horizons of our world, venturing into realms that challenge our perceptions and expand our understanding of the universe. Our special guest, Samuel Chong, stands at the nexus of this exploration. While many of us are content with the known, Samuel has dedicated himself to bridging the gap between the profound mysteries of the cosmos and our everyday reality. The story we're about to delve into is not just another tale of distant planets and advanced civilizations. It's a narrative that touches the very core of our existence. Imagine a place, a golden-hued planet named Thiauba, where beings of immense wisdom and understanding reside. These golden-skinned entities, transcending our conventional modes of communication, converse through the silent yet profound language of telepathy. Their insights, derived from eons of evolution and understanding, offer a perspective on life, spirituality, and the nature of existence that few on Earth have ever contemplated. Samuel, in his unique role, has been instrumental in bringing this narrative to the forefront. His work goes beyond mere translation. It's about capturing the essence, the emotions, and the profound wisdom embedded in this tale. As we engage in conversation with him, we'll seek to understand the intricacies of this cosmic message. What challenges did he face in translating such profound knowledge? How has this journey impacted his personal and spiritual outlook? And most importantly, what can we, as a collective, learn from the teachings and experiences shared by the inhabitants of Thiauba? In a world often dominated by the noise of the mundane, tonight we invite you to pause, reflect, and open your minds to the possibilities that lie beyond our earthly confines. Whether you're a skeptic, a believer, or somewhere in between, the insights and discussions tonight promise to offer a fresh perspective, challenging and enriching your worldview. Samuel Chong is coming up next. Welcome to Veritas. If this is your first time listening, welcome home. To access tonight's full interview and all of our exclusive material, simply join the Veritas Plus family by clicking on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. And while you're there, don't forget to check out the Veritas store for a range of great products, including Focused Life Force Energy. Experience the power of FLFE with a 15-day free trial today. No credit card required. Discover the Veritas Digest series on Amazon. Multiple volumes, each unveiling the truths they don't want you to know. It's more than just reading. It's an awakening. Secure your copies today. If you're looking to get in touch with Mel, have a guest suggestion, or would like to provide feedback, simply click on the contact button on our website. So sit back, relax, and enjoy tonight's show. And now, here's your host, Mel Hostelrick. And today we're discussing the Theuba prophecy, extraterrestrial insights from abduction to enlightenment with Samuel Chung. And directly from Los Angeles, California, I'd like to welcome Samuel Chung. Hello, Samuel, and welcome. Hello. Thanks for having me here. My pleasure. And Samuel, this is an incredible story, but I, I wonder if it's more incredible the way you got in touch with the author or, or the actual subject of the story that we're going to be discussing today. So before we start with the story, I want to know how you get in touch with Michelle 
pronounce his last name, Demarque? Demarque, yes. Demarque. Tell us how you get in touch with him, first of all. You know, after I was um, able to find the book on Amazon, and I read the book and I was shocked at its content because it answers all the questions at that, at that time about the mysteries and paranormals on Earth. Um, I decided that this is a book that really is uh, something that I should do additional research. In the postscript of the book, it says there are more incredible things that the author, Michel de Marquet, was not allowed to write in the book because we were far from understanding them. I was extremely curious and very, very curious about what else is more incredible that he wasn't allowed to write in the book. So I decided to track him down. I located him on the internet, finding out that he was living on an island in Vietnam. I didn't know exactly where he was living at that time. So I took the chance. I flew to Vietnam, uh, flew to that island, uh, Phu Quoc Island in Vietnam. And I showed a photo, a picture that I grabbed on the internet, showing where he was living, the bungalow where he was living at that time, and then asking the taxi driver to take me there. And then I was able to find him that way. That's absolutely incredible. And he he was not expecting you, right? He wasn't expecting me. So how did he go once once you got there from the United States, right? You came from the United States at the time or from Europe? Uh, right. Uh, I was uh, flying from Los Angeles to Vietnam at that time. And, and uh, he was uh, kind of uh, very annoyed at me because he was a very private person. I was uh, hoping he would be very happy to receive me flying over from the other side of the world, but he wasn't. He was uh, kind of uh, uh, very aloof at my visit uh, and um, very annoyed at the questions I was asking him. He just repeated saying, read the book one more time, read the book one more time, you have the answers. And I was a little bit disappointed at that time. <laughs> well, he's from Australia, correct, originally? Originally, he was born in France and, and lived in Australia for a few decades. Well, with the last name, I was going to assume that he was from France, but I know that he came from Australia. And then if he's in Vietnam, you would think that he's hiding from the world. Is there a reason why he chose Vietnam to reside? Well, he actually had an emotional breakdown after he came back to uh, Earth uh, from the planet Theoba. Uh, he... Um, uh, lost his wife. He had a divorce, um, and uh, no one believed what he experienced. Can, can we do this in chronological order? Forgive me for interjecting. Can we do this in chronological order so we know what years we're, we're referring to? So he had this experience in 1987, and for nine days he he went to uh, he was taken to the planet Theoba, and then he came back. He got a book. Uh, finish, he finished writing the book in 1989 and got it published in 1993 in Australia. Okay, so 87 is when this happened. Let's begin with the story. How and why you think he was abducted? I think uh, we were, uh, we are at a very critical moment of time, a cross path, uh, important uh, cross path in the history of um, humankind development. So the ETs uh, have been observing us and trying to assist us uh, directly and indirectly to lead us to the more spiritual uh, ways of living. And so they chose Michel de Marquet as a messenger and, and took him to their planet just to show him 
um, how everything evolved on Earth and how uh, spiritual and successful civilization uh, can be like. Um, so by way of telling him what uh, uh, we should, uh, what, which path we should go about, um, they're trying to ask us to be more uh, mindful about the choices that we're going to be making in the future. Okay. So that's the nitty-gritty of all, but I want to just start in chronological order. So he's in Australia, 1987. He was married. Take us from there, from the moment that he got abducted. Well, uh, that's in June uh, of 1987. Uh, it's in the middle of the night. He woke up suddenly. He didn't know why. And by the way, he was living in Cairns, Australia, very remote, a small city in Australia. Um, and where he lived, he was uh, he didn't have uh, nearby neighbors. Um, and so he walked outside of his house to his uh, yard, and then he was lifted up to the middle of the air. And then he saw a very beautiful nine or ten foot tall ET with spacesuit, um, and then telling him that uh, he was going to have a, a journey and um, and actually they went into a parallel universe first before um, going inside of the spacecraft and um, there he started his journey um, to the planet Theoba for nine days. How did he go from this 3D realm on Earth to a parallel universe? He was taken into the parallel universe. What he experienced was very similar to the um, descriptions of uh, some of the um, missing people as documented by David Politis, where they just vanished in the National Forest. The National oh, Park. okay, right. They, they came back and they remembered how everything went. And what Michelle de Marquet saw was that um, everything started to seem a little bit uh, misty. And then... Um, just the environment changed out of a sudden. And then he saw a lot of people wearing strange clothes, like people wearing clothes uh, in the medieval times. And also he saw savages who couldn't, uh, who he was not able to communicate. Um, and he was informed that the um, parallel universe is a natural phenomenon on Earth where planes, ships, and people nearby um, frequently get stuck into it. And and time stops in the parallel universe unless they know how to get out. They're forever stuck there. Um, and some some people get out accidentally, and they sometimes forget everything. But sometimes when they remember, uh, they're afraid to tell uh, what other people how, what they experienced because um, no one would uh, believe them. So so I think um, it's one of the possible explanations for a lot of the cases as documented by David Pilatus. So they came, they went from here to a parallel universe. And the reason to go into the parallel universe before going to the planet, what was that reason? The reason was for, uh, in order not to have the people on Earth to see the, the, the process. So in other words, they used the parallel universe as a hiding place. And this is also why a lot of people say that uh, there are certain places in space or on Earth, that UFOs or ETs or UAPs frequently appear and disappear. I think they're using a specific locations uh, or points or portals on Earth or in space as a hiding place to come in and out. 
Okay, that's what I meant to say. They're used more like portals. And I've always wondered that. They go through mountains. There are many places around the world, ley lines, that where they come in and go under well, the water. But the reason to go into that parallel universe to hide, what was the reason before going to their, the planet uh, Fiuba? Because they didn't really want the other people to observe what was happening to the Shadarman Cave. They wanted it to be a very kind of... Um, um, a unique process in which they didn't want to be bothered by the shocks of the people on Earth. So that's why they used it as a hiding place and to take Michel de Marquet uh, to their spacecraft. It's like a transfer station uh, hiding place. Oh, I see what you mean. I was, I was just getting confused with the fact that they're going somewhere else, but they basically disappeared from here, went to the parallel universe, and that's where they aborted the ship to go to the planet? Is that what you're saying? That's right. And then they... Um, started their journey to the planet Theoba. See, I'm, I want to go step by step. First, with this parallel universe. If this parallel universe, is it here or is it a different dimension? It is uh, here on Earth. There are like ribbons and they frequently change their locations. Um, and it actually, um, in, in the book, it documents like a, a real event that happened in the 19... In, in the late in the in the 18th century uh, or 19th century, in which uh, a young teenager uh, was about to get water from a well in the backyard of his house, it was snowing, but his he disappeared and vanished, and the, his parents uh, were were trying to follow the footsteps, the footprints, but then the footprints stopped in the middle, and they were able to hear um the the voices of the of their son but the voices seem to um swing around in space going farther and farther and then fainter and fainter and they weren't able to hear the voices of of their son anymore and then suddenly like they, they, they were not able to find him uh, anywhere else so this is like a real um event that happened in the US um and and I tracked that uh, story it turned out to be like uh, actually two of the, uh, there, there were like two people who had a similar experience in the U.S. at that time. And um, and I think uh, if people just uh, focus on, on the on this um, story and they're able to find uh, the original news report of this. It's interesting that you mentioned David, David Polite is a frequent uh, guest on this program. And I remember having conversations with them offline saying, you know, how many of these disappearances could be attributed to maybe extraterrestrial phenomena. Uh, he never wanted to go there, but he is now. He's discussing this a lot, and especially with whatever's coming from Washington, whether you believe it or not, it makes you wonder, all these federal land that we have, how many of these could be our government doing the abductions, or how many could be extraterrestrial beings doing it? Well, uh, in my mind, I think uh, it's just a natural phenomenon. Uh, um, it's somehow connected to the UFO appearance and disappearance, but they're just using this uh, natural phenomenon, the parallel universe, as a portal, as a way to come in and go out of Earth so that people cannot see how and the process they come in and, and go out. 
Um, and there are a lot of portals in, in on Earth, um, like uh, the Bermuda Triangle is one of the famous ones. And also there are places in, in Alaska and national parks in the U.S. And also even in China, there are uh, specific locations of portals in which people frequently disappear and vanish. Uh, and I think uh, it's, uh, if, if, if they are able to kind of uh, use um, modern technologies to analyze the anomalies uh, of uh, electromagnetic fields in space, they're able to look at and pinpoint the portals in space. Let's go back to Tao. What can you tell us about her and the significance that... It, can I say she? She's a female guiding Michelle through his experiences. Yes, she is uh, a being or ET from the planet Theova. She is extremely beautiful, um, female looking, um, and, and but but in fact she's a hermaphrodite, um, having both male and female sexual organs. And she is able to perform all the miracles that's performed by Jesus Christ as documented in the Bible, because she comes from a category nine planet, uh, which is the highest category in the universe. We are living on category one planet. So she is able to perform a lot of the miracles, such as uh, telepathy, um, healing all the diseases that, that uh, we can imagine. She's able to levitate. She is able to see the future, like a hundred years within 100 years, what's going to happen in the future. She is able to access the Akashic record, um, and she's able to um, perform a lot of what we would call the magics, uh, the magic to, to people like illusions, making Michelle Demarcate believe something was happening to him when in fact it's just an illusion. So she was trying to convey to Michelle Demarcate that there are a lot of... Um, psychic powers and psychic abilities that we used to have, and, and but now we are lost because of the recess that happened in the past. This is one of the most interesting parts of the whole story, is the resets. We've been discussing resets for a long time. Some people say that we're approaching another reset right now. But let's continue going step by step. The spacecraft, the technology that, that was described. How does Michelle's account detail the differences between their technology and ours? I mean, when you compare... Ninth, a planet of nine, we're considered one. Isn't that almost like uh, you being from planet nine and me being here, you talking to a an ant or maybe, you know, a, a protozoa maybe? That's a very good uh, comparison or analogy. It's just like um, uh, we are talking to savages or ancient people who didn't know anything about technology. So the people from Theoba, they're far more advanced and in fact, they're able to uh, do everything that we can imagine. They can create like a human, adult human being in, in 24 hours. It's not using kind of um, IVF or, <laughs> or any uh, the technologies that we are using. They're, they are just uh, kind of like the master of the universe, even though they are not God. They're created by God, but they're not God. They're able to kind of um, uh, do everything that, God can do, but but they can unite and reunite uh, with with uh, the great ether, what we would call God at any time. So th so this is how advanced they are, and they are trying to help us to direct us, uh, so that we can live more purposefully, more meaningfully, uh, to a more spiritual life. 
What did they say about us? Because for most of us, we think we live in a prison planet. Uh, and also there's that uh, non-intervention treaty and all those things that we keep hearing. What do they say about us? Well, they say that Earth is a planet of sorrows. It's just like uh, elementary. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.